Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Pass Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, you know the drill team. We have three questions. And if you want to ask us questions to answer on the podcast, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than Your Boyfriend, and ask us there. Cool. Yes, get into it. Okay, question number one. What is your advice for a vegan slash vegetarian to get enough protein in? Okay, so these are two different diets. Right. So let's uh, let's start with vegetarian because this is going to be a lot easier. So usually vegetarians will eat eggs and fish. So if this is you, please... Isn't a fish a pescatarian? Oh. Or someone who eats fish? Okay. Scratch that. Sure. You're correct. So if you're a vegetarian... <laughs> Sometimes though, it's still going to be... identify as yeah, vegetarian. Fish. It's still going to be easier for a vegetarian because a lot of vegetarians eat eggs and dairy. So... Please, 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 if you're a vegetarian, eat as many eggs as you can stomach per day and as you, as and as your budget can tolerate or your wallet can tolerate because eggs are fucking insane right now. Um, but yeah, I would I would just try to eat as many eggs as you can. And if you can tolerate dairy as in you digest it well, eat as much of that, too. Usually, if this is your diet, it won't be an issue to hit your protein. So, you know, like good dairy sources as far as protein. I'm not talking just eating a shit ton of cheese. I'm talking eat cottage cheese, maybe have a glass of milk here and there, eat some yogurt. Those are great protein sources. So, okay. Do you have any input on that before we move on? No. Okay. So if you're a (laughs) vegan, this is going to be a lot harder. This is literally, there's no animal products whatsoever in their diet. So again, this is going to be a lot harder. So you're going to have to eat a lot of protein sources that contain a lot of carbohydrates as well, which isn't bad, but you just have to plan and track your food a lot more closely. So you know, you're not going over your calories as well. So I feel like tofu is a pretty good protein source for a vegan. I feel like for most vegans and people that I've talked to who, who eat tofu, it's, it's generally more easily digestible. I've eaten it before. It doesn't really mess up my gut too much. And you can literally cook it with whatever else you're cooking. And it kind of tastes like that. So it's very versatile in that it doesn't really taste like much. So it can become versatile with whatever dish that you're cooking. So that's a really good one. You'll probably have to get some vegan protein powder as a supplement because again, it's just going to be really, really hard to get in enough protein. We've talked about this before on our protein powder recommendations, but Organifi is such a great protein powder for vegans. It's a vegan protein source and they formulated it to be a complete protein source. You're getting all essential amino acids in one scoop of their protein. So I would definitely recommend probably, it just kind of depends on where you're at with this, but maybe one to two scoops of that per day. I feel like you're just not really going to get around it. I think for the tofu, tofu is soy, right? It's like soybeans. I wouldn't eat too much of it. Yeah, there might be some people that can't deal with a lot of that. So Well, I just feel like with most of these vegan protein sources, it's hard. It's not... A lot of people will tolerate it because mm-hmm. a lot of these are made from wheat gluten. I know, I know, seitan is like a wheat gluten source, and a lot of people don't do well with gluten. So, I would just figure out which ones are okay for you. Mm-hmm. Don't eat a lot of them, and really, again, probably just gonna have to supplement with a really good vegan protein source. Also, another thing with the Organifi, it doesn't taste like complete and total asshole. <laughs> so, most vegan proteins literally taste like grass. But Organifi actually is very tasty. Their chocolate and their vanilla is very tasty. So I used to, when when I got it, and I'm not a vegan, but I just liked it. I would just kind of mix it in a bowl and put a little bit of cold water in it and almost make it like a pudding. And it really 
thickened up when you put it in the freezer or not the freezer, the fridge. And it really was a nice tasty treat. So that's a really good way to maybe get some protein in at the end of the day if you want a little dessert treat. And if you're not quite at your protein goal, it's a good way to to hit it. So yeah, I think a lot of people will go to like nuts and seeds to try to get protein, which is good, right? You, yeah. you do want to get some of the protein there. But like you said, you're you're trying to get those full protein sources. And that's really, it's really hard. Yeah, I would you, just make sure if you are going to eat a lot of nuts and seeds, one, pay attention to how your gut is doing. Not a lot of people can digest a lot of nuts and seeds. Generally, I feel like most of the clients that I've coached and me as well, if I'm actually eating nuts, I can really handle no more than two servings, but also make sure that you have a variety of them just yeah. so you're, you know, you're going to have to do more research in general than if you were not a vegan. But I would, if you don't want to just try to eat as many different vegan slash plant protein sources as you can, just so you could potentially be getting in those, all of those amino acids versus just sticking to the same ones. Because, you know, if, let's just say if you're eating a shit ton of peanut butter, well, it's really not a huge protein source. There's some protein in, in it per serving, but it's, it's not a complete protein source. So yeah, you just have to do your due, due diligence. A great carbohydrate to add to your meal with a little bowl of protein is quinoa. That has all the essential amino acids. So that's a really good one. There's not a ton of it per serving, which I feel like a serving is maybe like a half a cup. But if you're going to eat some like tofu and you wanted a car another carb source with it, then yeah, quinoa is a really good way to go for vegans. But I also just want to note, if you are vegan, we've known a couple vegans who've eaten eggs. Here's the thing with eggs. Chickens are going to lay the eggs no matter what. So you're not technically hurting the animal. But again, I get it. If you don't want to ingest any animal protein or protein, or any animal products, products, I guess. Well, you say, and I think sources, the the people that we know that eat the eggs, they know the chickens. Yes. The chickens are living in say, yeah. either their yard or their friend's yard or their neighbor's yard. Like they won't they won't eat the eggs from the store. You oh, know? totally. Yeah. I get that. Which makes sense. Right, right, right. So. <laughs> Another, if you are, if this is you and you're maybe on the fence and you're like, no, I don't want to get conventional eggs, but I don't know anyone who has a chicken, Vital Farms eggs, they're great. We don't have an affiliation, but those are the eggs that we get. All of their chickens, they roam free basically from the start to the end of their life and they eat what they're supposed to eat. And you can tell in the the egg yolk. So you can see that egg yolks are supposed to be like this bright almost orangish color and you can see that in these eggs and if you were to compare it to a regular like conventional egg the the yolk in the conventional eggs is really like kind of like a nasty looking yellow which that's not to say like this is just another subject like if you can't afford the vital farm eggs like eggs are still great but if you're looking for that quality and you want to make sure that the chickens are treated right vital farms is a great brand that you could buy in stores versus trying to find someone with a chicken. But again, I get it. If you're not, if you don't want to eat any animal products, like I didn't even realize this the other day, honey is apparently not vegan Yeah, because the bees Mm -hmm. make it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. There's so many things, but yeah, I mean, technically plants are living things too. So I don't know. We're always eating living things, but I get like, if you really love the animals, like they're really cute, right? Like it is really sad to think about, but I, enjoy the protein. <laughs> I'm not a vegan. <laughs> I never will be. But yeah, I would just, again, do your due diligence, do your research. Another, if you are a vegan, I would highly recommend you take creatine. Probably not going to be getting it from any of your protein sources. So I definitely would recommend that as a supplement. We've talked about this on our supplement podcast, creatine monohydrate, very cheap, very effective supplement that you should, you should take. So 
You can yeah. mix it with your protein powder. Yeah. So, I was cool. a vegan for a very short amount of time. Remember that? Yeah, we both were for a couple months. And honestly, it was the worst I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. Like, I will say at first, the reason that I think I felt better is because I was eating more vegetables. That's which usu- I think happens a lot. That's usually right? what happens people to people start because they're going switch yeah. to vegan diets. They start eating more vegetables. They get more nutrients and they feel better. And then the lack of protein starts yeah. affecting them. And so that's that's the hard part. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've come to but, peace with really just thinking about where my food comes from now. Yeah. And sourcing my meat from the best yeah places possible, like regenerative agricultural farms and things like that. So, yeah. So we I mean, I love animals. Like I care about them so much, but also like I care about myself more. Yeah. And I'm going to spend my money where I think it's worth. And I think it's worth supporting these farms where they treat their animals right. So the time that the, the cows and the chickens do have, they treat them right, how they should, how they should be treated. They live how they should live. They have and one bad day. They have one bad day and they don't <laughs> feel anything. And that's really important to me. And I, I get it's, it's a very like political, tricky subject, but I get do what you want to do. We're not telling you to eat a certain way. We're just kind of describing you know how we eat in our philosophy around it but yeah again like it can be done like there are there have been vegan bodybuilders mm, so yeah. you just have to you just have to prep a lot more and yeah. you have to just do your research a lot of research yeah so it's just a lot like you have to think of being being a vegan in this day and age in modern society is very much a privilege because you have the opportunity to do the research and you have access to all these different foods so you can Again, do the research and figure out what's a complete protein source. How can I make this meal a complete protein source? And that's great. I think that's really cool that we have access and and the ability to do that now. But again, you just have to make sure that you know that going into it. So cool. Okay, cool. All right. Staying on this kind of topic of food, how to eat healthy on a budget? I really question. Yeah, I really think this is silly that people think that eating healthy is really expensive because most healthy foods are cheap. Like, okay, so let's start with protein. You can buy ground beef in bulk. Beef is generally the cheapest protein source. And I know we were just talking about in the previous question, like good quality meat. However, if we're shifting to a completely different mindset, as far as you're not a vegan, you're eating meat, you are, you you just, you're really strapped for money. Beef in bulk, great, um, cheap source of protein. If you have a Costco membership, they sell beef in bulk. It's a really cost-effective way to get in your protein. You can get, if you eat dairy and you digest it well, dairy products are pretty much a a really good cheap protein source. Again, if you can digest them well, again, like Costco, really great for protein sources like this because they, they sell the giant versions of everything. Uh, And usually if you break down the, the price per serving, it is a little bit cheaper. Carb sources, rice, super cheap, great carb source. Again, I, white rice. Yeah. Yeah, White rice, not brown rice white rice which is generally cheaper yeah i think so it's yeah. way more easily digestible no there's not really much of a nutrient difference tastes better profile yeah and white rice tastes better but again i know i feel like we sound like a a, a spokesperson for costco but we buy <laughs> we buy it like it's a 20 pound bag of organic bastami rice or white rice and it's like 28 dollars, and it literally lasts us minimum is it eight dollars yeah it's like 28 bucks oh, okay. And we get organic too. Like you don't even have to get organic, which right. is probably a couple dollars more, but it lasts us a solid eight months. It's huge. It's massive. <laughs> potatoes, another great cheap and effective carb source, yep. getting some nutrients in there. Sweet potatoes and regular potatoes are generally around the same price. I feel like sweet potatoes might be a, a little bit more expensive, but regular potatoes are super good. So 
great buy them french fries yeah french fries you can make them really tasty (laughs) air fryer my favorite if you are on a budget for your fruit and veggies buy frozen they're generally cheaper and they're just as good so the frozen ones actually have more nutrients because they freeze the whatever vegetable or fruit as soon as they're picked and that helps keep the nutrients if you freeze them right away versus you pick them you buy them fresh at the store they've been sitting out for a while so they use they lose some of their nutrients so that is just a great way. I know it doesn't taste as good as fresh vets- vegetables, but, you know, make some fruit smoothies if you like that. The frozen veggies I get aren't as tasty, but no, you can still <laughs> you can steam them and then toss them in a little oil and put salt on them. You can still make them taste pretty good. So peanut butter, great, cheap fat source, gives you a lot of good calories. Uh, again, Costco. <laughs> yeah. We buy a lot yeah. of our shit from yeah. Costco. They have, a, they have a decent peanut butter really, there that's just peanuts and it's salt. Organic right? peanuts and salt. Yeah. And it's literally so I don't know how much the jar or how many ounces massive. the jar. They're massive, massive two jar. two massive peanut butter jars for twelve dollars. It's such a good deal. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of the good oils to cook in are fairly expensive, like coconut or olive oil or avocado oil. So you can use butter to cook. Butter is just as good and it's really tasty Mm -hmm. but again like if you can afford the the olive oil or the avocado oil those are still good choices if they're feasible for you so yeah i think another thing to do is think about how much you go out to eat right now right like how much money are you spending on going out to eat and then thinking that eating healthy is actually expensive right so if you can replace some of those going out to eat meals with you know homemade home-cooked meals um, you might actually save some money even if you switch to being healthier so yeah and I would also argue that let's say that you kind of just eat whatever you want and you think it's so expensive to eat healthy well if you're eating whatever you want you're probably buying a lot of packaged garbage food okay I shouldn't say that packaged processed food (laughs) and I would argue that's probably more expensive for you because here's the thing with those foods they're engineered to make you eat more so yeah they might be you know you're getting a box of something that's a couple dollars cheaper than you know a big bag of potatoes but you're probably eating more on a regular basis of those things so you're going through them a lot faster yeah and you're probably getting less nutrients oh you're totally well. getting less so you're really not nutrients. getting your money's worth yeah you're just getting your calories and you're not getting your nutrients in yeah. which makes you hungry yeah um so yeah, yeah i would just you know if, if it's important to you lay out your budget see where you're spending your food money if you're going out to eat a lot well this is going to be way cheaper in the long run even i would argue even if you prioritize eating grass-fed meat like we said grass-fed dairy all organic fruits and veggies and you go out to eat once a week and let's say you cut that once a week out and you still buy all those you know the the higher quality foods you're still saving money because going out to eat is super expensive right now i know food at the grocery store is you know more expensive but it's still way cheaper than yeah. going out to eat even once a week. Like we went out, we had a date night. We went out for sushi, mm. $72, $75. I only a got few, two rolls too. Yeah. $75 for a few sushi rolls. And like, damn, that's a whole, almost a whole week's worth of groceries for me. Yeah. Or basically a whole week's worth. So yeah. And for then sure. also if you're on a tight budget and you're buying supplements, stop it. <laughs> you yeah. don't need supplements. Yes. They're convenient for some things, especially some supplements like protein powders, but you will save a ton of money not buying these supplements. You can see amazing results with the foods we listed above and they're all pretty damn cheap items as far as healthy goes. So rethink where you're spending your money. I just feel like a lot of people may be in that boat where they're spending money on supplements. They might go out to eat here and there and they they think eating healthy is is expensive, but I would rework your budget a little bit and rework your mindset around it and you'll probably see that you'll you'll save a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Question number three. 
What is the best way to train push-ups if you can't do a full one yet? Okay, this is a great question. I love this one yeah. because most people do this wrong as far as building up their push-up strength. So the best thing you can do is start by training the eccentric part. So that's just the lowering portion. We're always strong on the eccentric portion of any lift. So what you can do is just get set up in um, that tall plank position, in the basic, basically the start of the push-up position, and then slowly lower yourself to the floor for maybe like eight to 10 seconds. Work up, work your way up to doing 10 seconds, super controlled. So that's the best way that I have my clients build strength for, for push-ups. It's the best way I've done it in the past. And just have, it's a really good addition. Even if you can do a couple push-ups, if, if you want to be able to do more, the eccentrics are a really good way to build strength. The next best thing you can do, incline push-ups. You will have the same position as a regular push-up, just less of a range of motion to get more volume in. But you're, you're still cueing to yourself the, the same cues that, as you would a regular push-up. So, you know, like the, the posterior pelvic tuck, you know, you're engaging your lats as you're stabilizing to lower, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. And we, so we recommend, you know, these methods versus doing pushups on your knees. Um, and let me talk about why it's not that doing pushups on your knees is not beneficial at all, but the carryover to a regular pushup is a lot less. It's kind of like banded pull-ups, right? Yeah. Like, Sure, you're going to get some benefit here, but the thing about doing push-ups on your knees is you've shortened that lever a lot and you don't have to worry as much about the core strength or the posterior pelvic tilt mm -hmm. or any of that. And it's all going to be different when you go and try to do it on your toes versus your knees. Yeah. Especially if you have long legs, I feel like. So. Yeah. <laughs> again, like you're you're taking out pretty much half of what you need to be training for yeah. the push-up, which is again the what are you doing with your pelvis how yeah. it, what is your core doing what are your glutes doing mm -hmm. and that's really important part of a push-up so that's why again the, the incline push-up is really beneficial to get in more volume and more reps because you're doing the same motion it's just a shorter range of motion but eventually you're going to be used to that so we're going to work our way towards the floor right make so, the incline you know start maybe even on a wall yeah. then it's your couch then it's your coffee table, table. then it's you know like whatever a block couple books. Or a bench yeah yeah and then another good way to train push-ups is figure out where you're weakest in the in the movement and then do a lot of isometric holding. So you can just do a lot of isometric holding at different positions in the push-up. The most beneficial ones are right at the start. So you're just like holding a high plank if you're more of a beginner. And then I would hold at um, 90 degrees. So where your arms, you lower yourself to 90 degrees and just kind of hold there for maybe like five to 10 seconds. And then maybe hold right with your chest hovering above the floor. I'm not saying do this in all one set, but you can do maybe one day of your training. You're doing a few sets of isometric holds, you know, at the 90 degree mark. And then the other day you're doing right above the floor. And that way you're just focusing on like pushing your hands into the floor, creating so much tension in your body. You're going to gain a lot of strength doing that. So the isometrics, the eccentrics, incline pushups, those are the way, way to go. You can do a lot of, you know, if you really want to get strong at pushups, do some accessory work, like just regular like dumbbell pressing. I feel like that's generally just going to make you stronger right. at pushing. And, you know, work your triceps. Well, you know, some isolation tricep work will help too. Shoulder work too. I feel like all body weight movements and maybe all movements in general have the same kind of like basics of how to how to do this, how to get this movement right, how to feel yep. better. It's train the eccentrics, the negatives, right? Um, decrease the range of motion, but then increase it over time. So mm -hmm. do it in a range of motion you can handle yep. and then work on stability at the bottom or at the weak points yeah. with isometrics. That's yeah. Generally, Gen in general, definitely <laughs> applies to all body <laughs> like weight movements. Yeah. Like 
that you basically just described how to get a pull up too. Yeah, exactly. And dips, like yeah, just regular like body weight dips. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it, it definitely for if you're really trying to get strong at lifts too. I'm thinking like squats even, right? Yeah. Think about it. Like you would, you know, do some negatives and then like you might do some box squats. Yeah. And if you don't have the full range motion yet exactly. and then lower the box each time totally. and then you would practice holding at the bottom. Right. And none and of pausing the, at the bottom. Right. And none of these yeah. modalities require bands. Right. right. And there's a time and place for bands, but it's very mm -hmm. very seldom that i will use a band for a client if they're trying to get a push-up or a pull-up right. or something like that so yeah. yeah cool cool good question love awesome. that one yeah that's a good one cool all right um i think that's it yeah if that's it you've got questions or thoughts hit us up in, in our, the stronger than your boyfriend group yeah and then you can ask us questions slide into the dms on uh instagram at barbara <laughs> yes you yes. email yes. us be cool and please share this podcast with your friends all of your friends and family and rate and review it. It really helps get our little podcast seen. Yes, totally. And if you have not noticed pretty recently, a couple weeks ago, maybe? I don't yeah. know when this is coming know. out. We released a new program. So if you're interested in Stronger, it is an awesome program. Yeah. You can check it out. And we do have a lot of pull-ups and push-ups in it. So we if do. you wanted to get stronger at them, we have the methods to do so. So cool. Yeah. You should check it out. Yeah. All right. On our bar, our, our bar, on our, bar, our website. <laughs> oh Barpathedness.com. Oh, All right. Okay. Peace out. <laughs>